Hello, Sheetal. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm really good. I am really looking forward to this. This has been in the works for some time. I'm not even joking. Whenever I first started the podcast, I had obviously been in your podcast, and which we'll talk about in a minute. And I had you and Emily and obviously Megan all on my list. There's a really long list I have of all the people I wanted to be on my podcast and I'm slowly getting there. So you have been on the list from the very start. Oh, I feel so honoured. This is such a, oh, it's a little bit of an ego boost. <laughs> Why not? Let's boost your ego. <laughs> um, but if you could tell the listeners, I think I've kind of explained how you know me. <laughs> So me and Megan, who Jamie knows and is her um, her current housemate, and Emily started a podcast called Chin Chin. It hasn't, we haven't uploaded since May, so it might be a little bit dead. But we had Jamie on because he made a really good short film and he was just talking about it. And I think we had Leo on as well and they were just talking about the animations and the acting. And it was incredible to have them on. And now Jamie started his own podcast and I've... I've loved the episode so far. Oh, thank you. Well, um, <laughs> on the point of Chin Chin, so Chin Chin is, you had 10 episodes and then death occurred. What happened? <laughs> I want it to come back. I really, it was a really good running podcast. It really chilled. Just listen to people have a chat. No, like it was no, just so <laughs> laid back and relaxed and it has disappeared and we're, I'm very disappointed. You know what, you should talk to Megan and Emily about it because I'm on the group chat saying I've heard like so many people like our podcast, we should bring it back, like when are you free to record? And they're just like, yeah, one day. And it never happens. Megan's just so busy that she's like, I'll do it this evening and then never does it. And it's just, it's heartbreaking because I thought it was a nice, It we started it for out because we talked a lot anyway and having it made us like have a clear set time so we could catch up every week and it's quite sad that we don't have our catch-up time in the week now yeah i bet you that is that is i live with megan obviously she will not hear the end of this (laughs) so (laughs) thank you honestly i yeah i thought it was like every it was you emily and her they're both all just so busy but if you're in that group chat saying let's get back and she's, these two, I ain't going to get on to them. It, you'll have yes. chin chin by the end of the year. Oh, I'm, I'm living for it. Yes. And have you, like, if you were to come back, were you, have you thought about, like, he's just going to do the same sort of, just catch up, just chill. It's very handy for you, like, to just sit and chat because it's so nice. Or have you thought about different ideas or anything? I think we were thinking about doing some solo episodes and talking a little bit about more of our degrees and how we're finding like different university life. But the thing is, is that we chat a lot. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Oh, yes. My podcast. Every episode is automatically explicit. I've got it uploaded every time before I upload. It's explicit written already. So go for it. Because we chat a lot of shit anyway, so we might as well just put it on the internet for everybody else to hear for a little bit. Yeah. So I think the same, like, going from let's talk about current news, like some, learn something new, and then our just general week is really good. Because we all just become productive in that sense. So I miss it. So blame Megan. It's Megan's fault. <laughs> I'm sure she'll listen to this and be, like, laughing whenever <laughs> she hears this. Um <laughs> That's right. So you you talked about there that, that that's a really good idea doing your solo episodes. I would love to get. Well, I've kind of I've I've had you all of the podcast now, so I kind of know a bit about you all. But um, what uni do you currently go to? I'm unsure of this. So I go to the University of Plymouth. Oh. And I'm 
Yeah, and I'm studying chemistry. Okay, so how is Plymouth? Like, how is it? So, if you were to do your solo episode, how would you describe your time at uni? I love it, especially second year because we're going out a little bit more. And being by the seaside, it's like we can pop over to Cornwall, which we did last weekend, go sea swimming, and it's more like I feel like I'm on holiday here rather than at university, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, that is, I bet, yeah. <laughs> and then studying chemistry. <laughs> Honestly, I um, one of my favourite things is that I don't have the facilities and I don't have the facilities to study chemistry, but I find it really interesting, so I thought I might as well give it a go. I regret my choice sometimes, most of the time, a lot of the time. <laughs> but, but it just, I will get back onto the chemistry topic, but you've mentioned that saying of yours, what is it again? I don't have the facilities. <laughs> yes, I did notice, because I did a bit of a stalk on your Instagram before we did this episode, and I noticed that that was a, one, one of the captions. I also noticed, I have to, just because this is a really easy transition, you've made it very easy for me to talk about, one of your photos has, where is my note? I've lost my note on it now. Um, oh yes Uh, just kind of can you explain why in the photo of you with the super team 27 jumper you're eating a pizza (laughs) with a knife and fucking fork (laughs) so basically um, it was Emily Eisenberg she was having a bad day and my mum had just sent me this picture and the thing is, is that when we lived in my old house it was this, it was the microwaved pizza you know like the deep dish microwave pizza oh they were good yeah yeah, they're they're so they slap so hard. But so I had them. We put it in the microwave. I was riding my bike up and down the little lane constantly. And me being like just the athlete that I am, thought, you know what? I'm just gonna keep the helmet on. And then my mum gave me a knife and fork, and I just started eating the Super Team Twenty Seven. It was a fashion statement. I stand by it, but I will never repeat it again. <laughs> I really. Did you get in the outfit yourself, or was that like? Cause... No, I got in the outfit myself. You d- okay? That was your independent <laughs> queen from a very young age. <laughs> that is brilliant because I remember like me and my cousins. I grew up around my cousins a lot. Like they live across the street, and we would always like we had like, photos from our childhood. We would be like shouting at our mums and like our parents, like, "What the fuck did you put us in? We look horrendous." <laughs> but I think you. Or so, I, I'm proud of you that you're sticking by that. Good on you. Yeah, no, it's. I'm gonna reenact it for one one of these Halloweens. I've made sure of it. Oh, that is awesome. Do you know what you're going as this Halloween? I actually don't. I think we're going as a house, and I think we might go as Oompa Loompas. Oh, that is interesting. I'm excited to see the photos. No, I don't. I don't think the house wants to do sexy outfits. So we were like, um, we thought Oompa Loompas because we watched um Willy. Willy Wonka the other day. Uh, well, I don't think you can get. M- well, if you don't want to go for sexy, you're <laughs> literally going the opposite with an impulse. <laughs> so sorry, we'll get back to chemistry. So as you say, you don't have the facilities for chemistry. How has that degree? Like, obviously, did you? Was your whole first year online? So I was really, really lucky that I was in every week for practicals. And even though, so I got to meet everyone on my course who were absolutely lovely. And there were only 20 of us doing chemistry this year in second year. So I know everybody really well as well. So everything kind of gelled quite well. All my lectures were online. So I taught, I treated them like a podcast. I started cleaning my bathroom, washing, (laughs) like 
folding my clothes. It was a great time. Now actually going into lectures, it's a bit of a trek and I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I, I know, it's quite a transition, life. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So you, you, you say sometimes, obviously you're joking, but like you must sometimes like think chemistry is a hard choice of a degree and you are awesome for doing it. And I'm wondering what... Uh, like, are your lecturers good? Lecturers good? Like, are they passionate about the subject? Because I think they need to be in a subject like that. In any subject. So, really. some of them are good, some of them are bad. You, ev- I think for every course you have, like, a bit of a mix. But Got for yeah. the type of... Ke- the type of chemistry that I love, my lecturers are really passionate, so I'm just there, like, yeah, enjoying it, just, like, dancing to myself. And then, so, um, the other lectures, I nearly cried in my lecture last week. My mate looks over to me, and like, are you okay? I'm like, no. I need to go home. I need to. I need to sleep, and I'll deal with this another day. Oh, <laughs> what is the chemistry you like then? If you don't mind me asking. So mine's what? physical chemistry. So it's like quantum mechanics, Ooh. and it's about how like particles are either um light is either like a particle and a wave. Have you ever had a Schrodinger's cat? I have heard of that somewhere. I don't know where. So it's like the where the cat is the box, and the cat is neither dead or alive. Right, that does not. So, I still clueless. <laughs> <us. laughs> Sorry. So that's that links to quantum mechanics and stuff like that, and that's like that's more the math side of chemistry that I love, which is a little bit more like not many other people like it, but it's it has a clear answer, and other bits of chemistry don't have a clear answer, which really just irritates me to my like to my core. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I, I get that. Um, so I, I y- yes. I feel like if if I was gonna, I would like that type of you know with the, I agree with what you're saying. I feel like if I was a chemistry oh. person, that would be what I would like. <laughs> um, I'm wondering what is like after uni. Would you like to do a master's in that specific type of chemistry, or what would you I think you would like to do? I do want to do a master's, but I'm quite far away from home, so maybe a little bit closer to home, and then. Um, I don't want to actually have a job in chemistry because I don't like being in the lab, but maybe like in consulting and in like science consulting is like my main aim. So it could be working for like the UN or like NGOs all over the world, like explaining science to like people who don't prim- like traditionally understand it. Because I think personally science is really elite and it really pisses me off because it's just old white men and I don't like old white men. No. <laughs> that's brilliant um you mentioned there that you are obviously in Plymouth and how far are you from home like how far is it so it's over 200 miles so it's about three and a half hours on the motorway and then about four hours if you just taken like a nicer more scenic route so it's quite a way wow where is yeah. home for Sheetal? So my home is in the lovely town of High Wycombe. It oh, is yes, it's yes. <laughs> um Megan probably Megan has mentioned the town quite often. So it's in the county of Buckinghamshire and we're quite we're very close to London, but then ten minutes out we're in rolling countryside. So I think it's honestly like one of the best places to grow up where I can go for like a muddy walk in the woods, but then I can also go on the train and get into London and go to like a club yeah you, you have both options that's so cool and being so you said that was a good you had a good childhood there you're you're, yeah, you're satisfied I, I'm, I'm satisfied with it i think that it could have been worse it could have been better but overall like the people that i've met and the friends that i've grown up with 
I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, I get that. And um, so at home, it usually involves family and your family. You have a brother? Yeah, I have an older brother and then just it's me and my brother and my two parents. Uh, while stalking you, I noticed that, <laughs> am I right in saying that your parents are, were married 25 years anniversary? Yes, they that had is, their 25th wedding anniversary this year. That is goals, well done, she tells parents. Um, <laughs> that is so, that is commitment. I could never commit that long to someone. Well, like, the most interesting thing about it is that my parents had an arranged marriage. <gasps> they did! Yeah, so my the only person who met my dad before the wedding was my mum's dad, so my grandfather, and she met my dad on her wedding day. Wow. So <laughs> that is absolutely insane. Like, to me, sorry. Yeah, but I it, just, it's, it's, no, it's, no. It's completely mad, isn't it? It is, and it's so good, cute that it, like, it has what you know like that's just what that is such an yeah, anomaly um, like my mum's my mum's really lucky that it's worked out so well for her yes um but like so this is uh, i hate it i just wanted it's just what comes into my head the first thing is that if it hadn't worked is it like in that sort of setting with an arranged marriage is it okay for like would your mum be fine to leave divorce without is that i a, i I don't really know. I think if she was in India, it might have been a little bit different. But here, it's a lot more open. And my grandparents is like first and foremost was my mum's safety. And luckily, like my grandfather sussed out my dad quite well, which was really good. So I think she would be able to leave. Um, I don't know like many situations. So my mum got an arranged marriage, so her three other siblings could have love marriages. And in India, we classify them as love marriages. Like you find, like here, traditionally, you find someone you love, and then you get married. And then arranged marriages that your parents choosing for you. Okay, okay, that's interesting. I'm wondering why just one person in the family have to. Is it like a one person has to do it, and then the other? Or why? I is... think like my mum like bit the bullet because she was the oldest sister, so she was just like, well, I can do it. And then my two aunts are really academic, so they were currently studying in university. Like, I think one of them was doing her PhD, and the others were um, was just about to move on to her masters. So they were far more work orientated. As my mum didn't get to, in to do medicine, so my grandfather was like, "Well, might as well just have like a marriage instead." Okay, how do you feel about that? Like, if that was being if that was being proposed to you, no. So I don't actually know. I feel like I can see like the benefits and drawbacks of all of them. Obviously, you don't know the person that you're going to marry and stuff like that. But then it's, I think in India, I think family is just such a massively orientated thing. So doing it to not please your family, but doing it alongside your family is probably better. And with um, arranged marriages now, I think there's a show called on Netflix about dating in India which is about arranged marriages, which is really funny and very interesting. I'll find the name. Oh, please, I would love to see, yes. Um, And they were like, it's more... Arranged marriages is a lot lot more different now, where it's more that you meet the families, you can reject the guy that you don't like after meeting them, but it's more like finding a man is more a family thing rather than just a you thing. Oh, that's an interesting concept. 
Yeah, a little bit. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Maybe ask me like two years and I'll be like, yeah, let's get an arranged marriage. Like, no, not not for uh, me. Yeah, and it's like, so obviously, what, what about your, 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 are you, oh, I have a notification. Um, <laughs> I was wondering, what about your brother? How does he feel about this? Is he like? Oh, he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> he's got a girlfriend, okay. Yeah, he's got a girlfriend. He's living his life. Um, it, doing working doing his living is honestly his best life and he i seen a lovely photo of you guys while stalking you this is literally this has to need to be titled stalking (laughs) but um (laughs) that he graduated and that's awesome what did he graduate in so my brother did natural sciences at cambridge and he graduated in a master's in theoretical chemistry oh wow yeah, we're a very chemistry orientated family. Like my mum did chemistry and my gri- and my grandfather did chem engineering as well. So we all we all I think it's in our bones rather than yeah. actual talent. I love that though because like um I, I really do like whenever like you know I, I know a p- person in, in my my childhood life that his parents are both teachers and then his parents parents are teacher. You know, it's just like a generational thing and they yeah. always kind of follow the same path and like in my family, a lot of people work in like healthcare and are very like, like you know, they're nurses and they work in care homes and stuff, and then their children do that, and it's just a whole thing. And I was kind of like, well, my parents, there's no, there's not a fucking hope. But my dad, <laughs> my dad works in a factory, and my mum works in off license. You know what I mean? So like, and I'm yeah. sitting, you know, well, I'll probably end up like that. You know, writers are usually known for being poor, and I need, I'm gonna need money, so I work at a factory. But it's just interesting that like my, my family have j- just don't have that thing. I think it's really common in, um, especially Indian immigrants to the UK when they immigrate when they're a bit older, that their families have gone to university. So both my parents have gone to university. All my aunts and uncles have gone to uni and then my grandfather has and then like even with my family friends all their parents have gone to university so whenever they ask you to tick the box have any of your parents gone to university i'm like yes have any of your grandparents gone to university i'm like yes uh-huh yeah mine and i always have to answer no 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 because <laughs> all my fa- family are stupid as fuck and i hope they're listening <laughs> <laughs> That's so harsh. Yes, I know. No, that we always it, they'll be fine. They have said <laughs> a lot worse to me. So yes, but so are you close with your family? Um, are you sibling? Yeah, I I'm really close to my family. I it I think we just all have we all understand each other quite well. And even if there are moments that we don't understand each other, I think over the years we've grown that going to know that communication is probably the best way to go like when we were younger it was a lot more different and communication wasn't our first and foremost so it would lead to like little disputes but now we communicate and we realize that even if my parents are like or being a certain way they're doing it because they have their best interest in my heart so I'm very much I take that into account and that's like my pinch of salt but then I explain to them it's like even if you've got your best interest Uh, my best interest in your heart let's try do it this way instead to make it a little bit like a little bit more smooth sailing for everyone because I do have to sympathize they did move across the world and assimilate themselves into a new culture and work and raise two kids so they probably have some like things that they'll like actually this is the way that I want you to do it 
yeah i get that i get that and it, it obviously if you especially being close to your family like i think like i feel like i'm close to my mum. she's been on my podcast three times <laughs> oh um but it's just because there was just because i find it very entertaining it, well, people i've heard that people find her entertain her entertaining because the way we get on and we kind of just bicker i have a very strange relationship with my mom in that like you know a lot of people have to you know show their mom like respect but I show my mum respect of course but I mean like swearing and like I like are very mean to my mum but we just know that's our banter you know what I mean yeah but um I was gonna say though you are close to your family and you're so fucking far away from them that must be hard it, it is hard but I go home for like the volley and it's a learning experience because I'm not always going to be close to them and yeah. I think it's nice that we've just got like a little bit of distance. It is hard being close away from like all of my school friends. So I'm like, oh, I want to pop o- over on the train to see you, or like, can I just drive to yours? But then Megan moved to Wales, so that was great. I know that. Yeah, yes, I I I get that, and everyone's just like everywhere now, aren't they? Because of uni, so it's just hopefully like like you've had a nice reunion over summer. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite cute. I was gonna say though, um, we had a debate in our house last night. Um, <coughs> excuse me, um, it wasn't a uh, Megan wasn't there, so she, this is exciting. Uh, but I just want to see what you think. Is that uh, just because you were mentioned siblings? So I was like, your brother was born first, and then you obviously, and your brother's bo- a boy, your girl. And I'm wondering, do you think you did your parents always want like what did they say that they wanted like one of each, or like was what sort of just to give a bit of context to this. So, my mum didn't know what she had, so she had surprises each time. Okay. So, when she gave birth, they didn't, like, she didn't know whether it was a boy or girl. Oh, right, okay. Um. So, I think she was just happy with, like, either. Okay, and yes. Then, but I think I want a boy and a girl, or, and probably an older brother and a younger sister, because I knew that relationship worked so well for me, that I want my kids to, like, have that relationship that me and my brother have. Ah, well, that's nice. You see, and this is kind of where the debate started. I heard this, and I it kind of, it 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 just didn't. I don't agree with the fact, like, of people. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think I want children. But what I'm thinking is that, like, if people say that they want a boy, like a girl, as you've just said, and a lot of people in my life say that. So, like, I'm not just targeting you, but it's just kind of like, um, I know a family that have like like seven eight kids and they've tried and tried and tried and their last one was eventually a boy and I feel like you know if you know if you're putting the pressure on a child's not even born like for them to be a particular gender I know obviously this is different because you want one of each but like if you were say if you had a girl and they had another girl do you think you would try for a uh, obviously this is down the line but like do you think you would try for another because you wanted a boy I don't think so I think it's fate like if like I don't oh, want to yeah, say okay. God because I don't particularly like believe. But if like, um, if someone like higher up or the universe, I'll say the universe because that's better. If the universe says you are like with your fate, you're gonna have two girls. I would be like, okay, I'm gonna have two girls, and it's not like set in stone. I just love the relationship that I would have with my brother currently. So I yes. really want like my kids to have that as well. But again, I'm not like. I have to have a boy, then I have to have a girl. I, I'm gonna like if it's fate I, that I have two girls, that I have two boys. It is what it is. Yeah, so that's a really good way of looking at it. But there's definitely people out there like that. That really the people I was telling you about. So like six children, all girls, and the seven ones a boy. 
And I feel like, what happened if that boy is not comfortable in his body? You know, what if that boy wants yeah. to change, to uh, wants to become a girl? Uh, like, then, like, that, the amount of pressure, so pressure. Yeah. And what, this is all kind of, this all, all kind of spiralled, and I was basically just saying that I don't kind of like that idea because it's just not fair, but... Um, and I don't, I don't think that really makes a difference if you have a boy or girl it's going to be the exact same they're just ch- babies at the end of the day and they're just whine yeah. but um, it all kind of it, it spiraled from a Louis Theroux documentary and I have heard that you love Louis Theroux <laughs> I love Louis Theroux so much I have a jumper with his face on it oh I actually oh my god you do I love yeah. that <laughs> I love that what is your favourite oh. documentary by him then if we're going to go into that so my favourite Louis Theroux documentary is when he went to the neo-Nazis in, like, redneck oh, yes. America and just talking to them. And it was just interesting. And there was this was a really uncomfortable moment, but it was stuck out to me so much, is that these um, this neo-Nazi was kept on asking her, um, asking him, are you Jewish? Because, like, they said that he had, in prehensive, like... Um, speech marks you have Jewish like features it's like are you Jewish and he would refuse to answer and I think that's one of my favourite things that he would refuse to answer and he stood by his integrity and not trying to actually single any like culture out in that way and when he also went to the Westboro Baptist Church and he just he stands there with such a passive face like you're just wrong I just think you're wrong yeah it just makes me so happy but like I've seen both them the episodes and they are absolutely brilliant and um obviously like brilliant documentaries not really great <laughs> like people involved um but louis he just um is so like even though these people are despicable and they're horrible um he still treats them with respect and i you know sometimes people say oh they don't deserve that but i think if you're going to make a documentary about them he is just he's not like making them feel like, it's not going to help, I don't think, if he is, you know, I think you're wrong, you're a horrible person. He's just yeah. trying to get their perspective. And I feel like the way, if he just lets them be themselves, we can make the judgment that they're horrible without him telling them that, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you go, like, all guns blazing, they're just going to act so much more defensive. But if you try and understand, they'll be like, actually, let me try and explain to you why I'm, like, or why I believe certain things, even though if they're ludicrous and completely wrong. Yeah, and, oh, my word, it just, as you said, that, like, the, in that Nazis one, uh, that documentary about the neo-Nazis, the, the two wee girls in that... Uh, it traumatised me. Isn't that the same right documentary with the two wee girls that yeah. have to sing these songs and stuff their mum makes them sing? Yeah. That's, it was just like, they're so impressionable and every like situation like that, it's that's just so hard for them and I just don't... Oh, I feel so bad for them. And what if they grow up and say, actually, I'm not at that way? And I think as society, we should actually have a bit more sympathy for those two girls because they may not believe what they're singing, whereas the older woman is like does yeah and it's kind of uh, just to mention your other favorite the westboro baptist church one in that um that he asked like a kid that's standing on the street what what does the sign say do you know what this means and the kid has no fucking idea what he's holding up it's ridiculous but you you mentioned this is this is my attempt to transition you ready you mentioned (laughs) girls there because these two girls in the neo-nazis documentary and yeah. I'm going to go full circle back to 
you went to an all-girls school. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great transition. I did. Uh, so I went to an all-girls school from year seven to year 13. I was at one school for two years because it only went up to year eight. And then I moved to the school where I met Megan and Emily. I loved it because I'm very loud mouthed. So I just got to be even louder. And the small classes made me feel a lot more like pers- like just more safe, not safe. Like I could be as loud as possible. But I was also really lucky that I grew up with an Indian community. So even if like on the weekends we would be doing like, we would be going to dinner at our family friends' houses and they were predominantly male or like when we had festivals it was a mixture of both like girls and boys and like aunties and uncles so I didn't have the thing of I went to an all-girls school I'm always in an all-girls school I don't like men it was more that it was one of the nice schools in our area it had and the second thing oh it's all girls that is what it is like I didn't take it into I need to be in an all-girls school like I hate men I must not be surrounded by them got you I got you. That that's that's a nice way of looking at it. I'm glad that, but because there is two, there is some nice men out there. Majority yeah, of them are you horrible. Are, you are one of those nice men, though. <laughs> that is nice, but I feel like that is kind. But I feel like if we go, if we look for a nice straight one, it it's Ooh. you have to search a lot harder. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of searching. It is. It is. But maybe in the depths of somewhere we can find one um but <laughs> i was wondering um was your first school then mixed so yeah i went to a mixed primary school and then from year seven i went to a different school and then i joined my um last school in year nine where i met megan on like my first week it was great oh that's good and did you hear her instantly like i did um, she asked, so we had, li- this is my favourite story, I don't think Megan wants me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Good. So, um, I have quite a unique name, Sheetal, and sometimes I assume that people can say it correctly, like, the first time, which is kind of mean of me. So we had, like, a cooking club, and Megan and I were there, and Megan was, and um, I had introduced myself, like, weeks before we were, I think we were in the same, like, maths or science class, so she'd heard my name being called out, and I just hear Megan come up to me, and she's like, I'm really sorry, but how do you say your name? Because I don't want to say it wrong, and I don't want to be really offensive, and I was like, oh, don't worry, it's Sheetal. She hates that story, but I think it's a really funny story because I said she's been my friend for about three weeks and doesn't know how to say my name. <laughs> but that's so cute that she asked though. Like she's just <laughs> no, nice. She's it's so adorable, but it's one of her like she finds a story mortifying and I find it really funny. So I'm I'm gonna get an awful when she listens to this episode. I'm gonna get a text like she tell what did you do? I'm like, Nothing. Nothing at all. Oh dear. Um, but no, I think it's cute to make it. Don't yeah, send her angry messages. <laughs> um, but so I was going to ask um, that you said that you describe yourself self described loudmouth, loud person. Is that what you said loudmouth? You said something to do with loud. Yeah, I'm just quite loud. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. I very relatable. And I also hear that you enjoy like public speaking and like talking and debating. Yeah, it's one of my favourite pastimes because I, when I was younger, I was very much 
thought that I was right all the time. And when I started, so my teacher put me into debating and I did a speech in front of, this was when I first joined in year nine. And to give a little context, I was the only new girl in year nine. So I, I was so scared, did not know anything. So my RS teacher signed me up for the inter-house debating in front of like year seven, year eight and year nine, which was scary in itself. And I just found like my own there. And it also led me to realize and have like an epiphany, if for like a want of a better word of like, like, I, if I don't understand the situation, I want to research all different aspects to make my opinion. Bec- and then that makes it the most well-rounded opinion as possible. Because being right all the time is not like the best way to be like a good member of society or an intelligent person, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. And that is really interesting. Did you win many debates? Were you any good? We lost that debate. I got best debated, <laughs> but we lost the debate. Um, we mentioned that um, we had like a massive party and the headmistress was in the room and they all looked at the one girl who had put the part, um, who was hosting the party and it was just a bit mortifying. But we lost it. I, I won a few debates, but I just really like, again, I like chatting shit. So debating makes me sound professional and chat shit. Yeah, why not? Um, I'm going to c- conclude this segment with... Uh, a fun fact I learned about you, which is that you had your first advent calendar last year. Is that correct? Yeah, I, it was my first advent calendar last year. Because you, I know you don't celebrate Christmas because of your religion. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I think my parent a bit a bit out of religion. My parents said when we were younger, it was like they gave us one present so we feel left out, but we never did like a big Christmas. But I was really, I'm gonna just gonna talk a little bit further. Oh, please. Um, with my old next door neighbor, who we still see quite often now, when we moved there when I was about four, she would say, You could come over for the, and we could come over for Christmas, and she would give us presents and do a Christmas dinner, and then she could come over for Diwali, like the festival of light in Hinduism. So it was all like, it was very cute. But yeah, my mum was like, It's chocolate. Why are you going to eat more chocolate every day of December? So you're not going to have it. And last year, my housemate dragged me to Sainsbury's and bought me an advent calendar. Oh, what type was it? What type? It was a lint one. I was actually really impressed. Oh wow! Yes, that, that, you, that you're not going for the cheap, shitty like oh, no. Poundland one. I'm, yeah, if I'm gonna get an advent calendar, I'm gonna get a fancy advent calendar. That I am glad, um, and I'm glad. I it's nice because like I know like I'm not religious, and I I can fucking advent calendar, and <laughs> you know like, I know a lot of people you know do that, so it's good. You get an advent calendar next year. Try yeah. the shitty. Or this year, sorry, in like a couple of months. Oh my god, isn't it crazy to say a couple of months at Christmas? Oh, I know. Um, it's so weird. I know, I have nothing planned at all. But um, <laughs> I'm thinking you should really try the shitty around like Poundland, you know, like just the real crappy chocolate to see how it compares to the what probably the most luxurious chocolate you can find in like our <laughs> shops. Yeah. I'll have I to. I will put it on my list. I'll send you a picture every day of me eating the chocolate. Oh please! And you literally just and then the next minute it'd be like you a picture of you beside a toilet vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> so this segment, I'm going to ask Sheetal something that 
in the last week or the last couple of weeks in your life that has made you feel uncomfortable? It could be something from the news, it could be something in your life. What do you think, Shita? So I'm going to go back to one of my lectures and this is a really like small thing but it made me feel so uncomfortable and not in a bad way. It was, we were, so my least favourite type of chemistry is organic chemistry, pretty much everybody knows this and we were in the lecture and you know when it's awkward when your like lecturer is trying to draw on the screen and like annotate his notes yeah. with like a pe- white, like a screen pen and it's just, it was so awkward and he was just trying to and I've used like the software that he's used before so I was like oh you have to do this and then you have to do this it's like you could do this and then he went he turned around to me you could have told me last week would have made my life easier and I literally got anxiety adrenaline shivers down me and I saw everyone looking at me and I just went down like no can't have to leave just put your head down it's 10 more minutes get out of this lecture just don't (laughs) don't see anybody again drop out of university move Oh my god. Different country. I can do this. And it seems so small. And I think out of Emily, Megan, and I, I'm the least dramatic, but I felt as dramatic as Megan in that moment. (laughs) That's brilliant. Oh my word. But can I ask why you didn't help him the week before? Because I, this was my first lecture with him and I didn't want to like be like, oh, I actually know how to use this software. Because the reason I know it's because I used to um, tutor online. So I knew that way and I didn't want to be like, well, I learned this from this and I didn't want to be like that person. So I was like, actually you have to do this. And all of my mates looked at me and like laughed. I was like, no, just need to, I just need to get out of this city and jump over like countries and just not be in this vicinity <laughs> oh my word um that, that surprises me though that that sort of thing was embarrassing for a person that stands up and loves public speaking and debating and stuff it just but that is i think that is uncomfortable i get it i like i get really nervous talking in class <laughs> if you ask anybody i um then put me in a presentation i will be there talking like like chatting shit to the moon and back put me answering a question in front of class or in front of a whiteboard i'll be there like no no, thank you. Don't like this. Don't need to be here. Let let, let me go home. This is not okay. I've, yeah, and I feel like it, it's is this a it, Was it the same when you were in high school? Because you said you were yeah. like you felt a bit more comfortable then. When it was, was the less... same. It was the same then. It was like we had to do. I think Megan's told you that we were um, like me, Emily, and Megan were all head of house, and uh-huh. we had to do like these. 20 minute speeches in front of people like over 150 kids every week fine if i'm doing that but as soon as you ask me to like answer a question someone who's got authority i'm like i don't i don't have the facilities for that just don't just don't <laughs> can i ask do it. can i ask what were your houses called just out of curiosity what like so <laughs> megan's gonna be so she's gonna text me i knew you'd mentioned being head of house but i am um my house was mandeville emily's was hamden and then megan's was milton you know why megan likes yellow so much is because she was head of the yellow house oh wow her room is literally just a yellow collage of she's everything. gonna hate me for saying that i think it's because she had um head of the yellow house she says that she liked yellow <laughs> before so we both I don't have believe it. Opinions on that, I so. don't believe it. She's just she's just living up every day. She walks into her bedroom, sees all that yellow. She just remembers. Yeah. Yeah. She. This is literally just Megan slander. I am loving living for this. <laughs> um, our houses were like there was. 
I think ours were Armstrong, Darcy, Ooh. Rugby. Um, and I can't remember the other one. But they're interesting, though, that, that just how different. What, what are yours named after? I think ours were named after, like, I don't know. What the hell are ex people so or something? Um, there are our local areas to our school. Like, so Mandeville was Stoke Mandeville. There's a place called Milton Hamden and then Penn. Uh, they're local areas um, close by our school. But our, our house system was the most intense but greatest thing that I've ever been a part of. It was, was mad. Was it competitive? Like Hogwarts vibes? I, I'm very competitive. Megan and Emily say they weren't competitive, but I was. I had enough competitivity for everybody. So I was... Um, <laughs> it's The thing is, is that we had to do a lot. It's that we did an assembly every week. We did charity work. And then we also had like inter-house events. So we had inter-house music where... I got people to like ride in on bikes and scooters, wear like costumes, and apparently I went overboard, but we won. So being overboard and winning, that's all I need. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I am a competitive person too. In given the right like game, I'm very competitive, but like I hate being shit at things, so I sometimes would not play yeah. a game because I know I I'm shit at it. Yeah, no, I will refuse to do things because I know I'll get it wrong. I'm like, no, why would why would I voluntarily not do well at something? I know. Yeah, but sometimes people say, you know, like, uh, you know, it's it's just like taking part that's fun. No, no. <laughs> winning's fun. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is. It's, we can relate totally. La- no, I am going to say something that made me feel not uncomfortable but very fucking comfortable this week and it is and if you have not listened to this we will listen to it right now it is adele's music oh my gosh it was it's life-changing it oh. is actually life-changing this is the best this is what i need to hear because i have i was on facetime to my best friend last night and she had not heard it and i was like right you listen to it right fucking now i'm gonna watch your reaction i need to know this is it's, it's been like three two days since it's been released so she I had cried. enough time did you cry yeah <laughs> it was so good oh my god i was just like i i was in that headspace of like i need to cry and then i saw it came up and then i was there and i was just like tears running down my face I was like it's just so good it's whenever she hits get over it oh, it's whenever she hits that bridge you know like i oh. had good intentions oh and it's just i feel so sorry for her she's been through a lot and her poor son and everything and divorced like everyone go, so many oh. people go through divorce but it's just like you know it's adele it, it's adele it is and the new album is out november oh, 19th i'm, I'm sure so, you will be streaming i'm so excited i am going to be sure i'll be there it was very good it made me so happy and i'm so happy that she's like back and being not to like her best self yet but understanding all of like the mo- her emotions through music yeah, that's true. What type of music do you like then? Like, what is your what, so, what artist do you like? I have a mixture of what I like. I can go from hard rap to classical in probably about a few minutes. Um, one of my favorite artists is Charles Gambino. Oh yes, this this is America. I'm sorry to just yeah, only know his a, most popular song. Yeah, <laughs> so this is America, and then. I was really into K-pop for a while, oh. but then I found a different genre of 
UK R&B where my favorite, one of my favorite artists, like I have their merch is DPR, where they do everything themselves. So the writing, the production, the videography, the costumes, they're one company that does every single thing. So they don't go out, like outsource to anybody else. And okay. their music is primarily in English and they're just really good. And I like, low just I like a good bass but like low beats um, something I can really like study to or if I just need a moment I can just sit in the corner and listen to without anybody else like in the room okay I, that's, that's a good I have not heard of them so I will definitely give them a listen um a little bit of Bollywood never hurts as well that is a range that is a range yeah I've got I've got um range with my music taste your playlists must be fucking chaotic. They are. Well, I I have like an educated like answer for why I like certain things is that I think when I was younger because I speak Hindi and I speak English. When I was younger, I didn't really understand Hindi. So whenever my mum would put on like Bollywood songs, I wouldn't really understand it. I'd be listening to like the tone in the beat. So whenever like the like massive wave of like. Um, like Mexican music, Spanish music and Korean music came out, I was very much like, first thing, I don't understand the words, let me go for the tone and beat. So then that made me like it a bit more. So I do have an educated answer, but some of it is just quite good, so I just give it a listen. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I want to know like what you think of the artists I listen to. Uh, just so, like, uh, just, I'm just going to say their name and you can tell me what you think, just because I like to get other people's opinions and then I'll probably hate you forever if you don't like them. Um, I'm only joking. <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Love her. Icon. Lana Del Rey? Oh, I I have a whole playlist. I was gonna see her in London, but COVID. Oh my word! What what? Okay, she, well, Lana. It, she has a new album coming out in a week, and I've already listened to it because I found it on some totally totally not <laughs> illegal website. Yeah, completely legal in this podcast. Yes, uh, Miley Cyrus. Uh, some of her music's good, some of her music's bad, but overall I rate her as a like artist. I don't listen to it, but I rate her like music. Got it. What do you think of Lizzo? I was gonna. So this is. I'm. I'm just gonna vent to you about what happened. Everything. So this was 2019. Um, she was in London, and I had first like listened to her. This was before she got really, really big. So I first listened to her and I asked some of my mates, oh, do you know who Lizzo is? And they were like, actually, I don't. And I was like, she's playing in London for only £27. Do you want to come? They're like, actually, I don't know. And my parents were like, well, you can't really go without anybody else. So I didn't go to see her. And then she got massive. And I still bring it up to this day of like, I was going to see her for £27. But you, you stopped me. That is heartbreaking. I know. Because she's so good live too. If you've seen any of her live performances on YouTube, yeah. she is oh, so good. Lizzo, she's an icon. Love her. I follow her on TikTok as well. She's amazing on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I am a TikTok user, but I have I downloaded TikTok once to see one of Lizzo's video, and then I deleted it again. I just love the video. She go, Like, the video where she rants about her body image and just says fuck yeah. you to everyone that's given off about her being overweight you're a better man than i will ever be i i did not um i downloaded tiktok after being on the vendetta like i don't have tiktok i'm a mature person uh. and then i downloaded it and i have not 
un, like uninstalled it since. Oh, well, you see, there's this whole thing that my, like, people think that because I don't have like, TikTok, I think I'm better than everyone else. But even even though that is true, yes, I was, <laughs> no, but I just think it's just I just don't li- I just don't like the the whole like p- just the pe- attention seeking of people. I some of them are really good, like Lizzo. That is good, like message being put out. But the majority of it's just shit. You know what I mean for me. But yeah. I don't judge anyone that uses it. I think you're fine to use it as long as you're not addicted. <laughs> I'm not addicted. It is literally like if I'm really bored and I don't want to do any uni work, I just scroll through it and then I'm like, actually, I could watch a TV show. So then I go watch a TV show. There you go. Well, Sheetal, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my podcast. Um, and I really will hope to have you back some other time. And I hope that I get to hear you, Megan and Emily, in my ears on your podcast at some point. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been so nice to be on a podcast and you're an amazing host. Oh, thank you. You're very kind. <laughs> yes, well, until next time. <laughs>